Welcome to episode 43 of the Muck Podcast, where we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. I'm Tina Jaramillo. And I'm Hillary Doherty. Hillary. <laughs> we have so much to catch up on. I know. I'm There's because... the Rona. Trump's got the Rona. <laughs> oh my God. It's insane. Yeah, because we didn't record last week because I was out of town. Yeah. Yeah. I, f- I fell in a river, so that's <laughs> fucking, it was like, I knew it was going to happen, Tina. I knew it was going to happen. So I wanted to be the last one on the tube it, to get in the river off of everybody off this fucking tram. And the kids got in, my husband got in, and I went to go put my butt down on this tube and the fucking thing went flying. And oh I went God. right into a river full of alligators. I love it. I had to swim after the... Were there the really interview. alligators yeah. in there? Tina... Well, first of all, my husband says, it's too cold. And it was... It's the, the temperature of the water is usually always around, I don't know, 67 degrees or something like that. Okay. I don't know. But it's, it was cold outside. In northern Florida right now, it's cold. It's like 62 yes. degrees in the morning. Yeah, that's cold. It's a, it's a reason to move, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it's a reason to get out of here. It's cold. But... um. I mean, people up north are probably like, what are you talking about? That's yeah. not cold. But for us, like no, yeah. anything below 70 is cold. And it felt so good. And But anyway, so yeah, he kept telling me there's no way there's alligators. But I could not get back into the tube the right way because <laughs> I couldn't get up back up, back up there. Meanwhile, the river is moving. They're gone, right? Like they are <laughs> down the river. I'm oh, still, no. there's an old man on the kayak coming by laughing. Oh, girl, this is a way to start the morning. I was like, oh, right. So I finally just put the tube, like I put my hands like, through the middle of the tube, so I'm kind of like hanging on, and my legs are dangling in the water, which is oh. not what I wanted. Yeah, no, 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 because you don't want to get. Yes, and are there piranhas? By... Are there piranhas in the water? No, there yeah. weren't. <laughs> just, just alligators. But I would hit logs. My my legs were hitting logs. I have a huge bruise on my leg from oh just this God. bam, like I just slammed into a log. No, and there's grass, so the grass is like tickling your feet no. the whole time. I'm like, like every time I go, <laughs> right? yeah, so I no. finally catch up with them. The kids like got out of their tubes and were swimming in the in the river. It was so awesome. But then when we're like a minute away, like literally, I don't know, 45 seconds away from the exit to get up out of this river, a fucking alligator swims by. No. Like medium sized alligator. Wait a minute. Like what right are you, why are you next to river? us. Are you kidding? I look over and I go, what the? Have you ever seen an alligator swimming in water? Yes. It's frightening. Yes. Because your whole eyes is like you just see an alligator or a zoo like laying there. Yeah. When you see them like in the Everglades yes. and the tail is like yes. waving. But I've moving. never been in the water when that's happening. That's what I looked I looked over and I saw that and I'm like, oh, what the fuck? What the fuck? And so and your kids are in the water? Yes. Oh, no, girl. Time to get out of the Did you get out of the water? Yes. I mean, we were in the tubes, but it wasn't no, not to be I like would we weren't in been. a boat. You know what I mean? No, I would not have been in the tubes. I was out of my mind. And then the whole like. Like, did it come near you? No, 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 no. They don't was, come near people? This didn't, it didn't come near us, but it was, it was small enough to where my husband said, then said, oh, that's a baby. The mommy must be nearby. And I was like, you motherfucker. And then we, we get to the exit, like I get out. And of course I'm so like self-conscious about my body. I don't want to be in a bathing suit around people. I couldn't get out of that water fast enough. I was like, bye. Like I'm running away from the water. No. Yes. That was a fun, that was fun. It's a very beautiful, you know, Florida has so many beautiful places. Yes. Northern Florida, it's pretty. It's gorgeous. I know. But every other house, which they have these huge acres of land, had Trump signs. Yeah. Trump billboards, I would call them. God. I could, I was just like, well, maybe it's less voters because it's less populated, (laughs) but they all come out and vote. Yeah, but. 
no masks. I went to pick up breakfast at a diner and I was wearing a mask and I walked in and there's tables inches apart, inches and not one motherfucking person is wearing a mask yeah. except the wait people. I walked in. She's like, it's not ready. I go, I'll be standing. I'll be outside. Let me know when it's ready. <laughs> I walked out. Oh my God. Like what in the fuck? And yeah. I was getting a side eye cause I was wearing a mask. Yeah. People are crazy. <sighs> Girl. Just wear the mask. It is now we're heading. We're mid October. Mm hmm. And we should be out of this. No. And if everyone would have just worn a mask yep. for four weeks, five weeks, six weeks, we are now months. But Tina, the president has COVID, goes to the and balcony and takes the mask off and yeah. looks like he was about to fall over, by the way. Yeah. He could not breathe. Listen, <laughs> look, God blessed <laughs> Trump, remember, mm. with the virus to show how strong he is. Yeah. Because people of good character when God challenges them in this way, they overcome it. Yeah. That's his new message to the well, evangelical base that he's... As soon as I knew he had it, I said, I think I put it on my Facebook, but I was just like, he's going to say, it's not a big deal. It's just like the flu. Who gives a shit? You guys well, are making a big deal out of it. And that's exactly what he fucking did. Well, but it must be nice to get every oh, well. medical treatment available to get through it that the average person doesn't have access to, right. that it's our tax dollars that's paying for all of that. Yeah. And you not know. his tax dollars, $750, yeah. by the way. Piece of shit. He's so... Um, get me off he's, of this fucking... Get me away from this guy. He's just irresponsible. Yeah. And then when you... Did you see the latest thing today? Mm-mm. Um, this is two weeks old, guys. Yeah, sorry. By the time you get to it. But Colorado. <laughs> mm. There was a confrontation between, like, extreme right-wing... Shoot. There was a shooting, yeah. right? Yes, and then, I did see this. Yeah. And then mm. uh, Black Lives Matter. Mm. And, of course, it's... They, there was, I believe it was the news had hired security to help keep the peace. And the security guard is like telling the, the right wing person, like, you know, basically like back off. And then they get in a confrontation and then he like sprays this guy with the pepper spray oh, and that guy shoots him in defense. Mm. And now the right wing guy extremist is dead, but it's like, you're not following, you know, they feel like they don't have to follow any rules. Right. Well, and and you felt you feel doubly empowered when you have a gun with you, and, you know. Well, but that was the security guard. Oh, right, 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 right. Right, he's the one that shot the other guys with the pepper spray. Right, still attacking. Right, and you know you have this this president who emboldens these people mm -hmm. rather than telling them like to to you know stand down. He's telling them to step up. Right. You know, I well, mean, it reminds me of the vice president debate. I mean, I mean, it was just like one fucking lie after the other. And I thought to myself, how does Pence think people don't have Google? Yeah. Does he well, really think that what he's saying, nothing he said was a fucking fact. Not well, no, one and he thing. tried to bulldoze his way through. I think, mm -hmm. you know, my husband and I were talking and the idea that the strategy was just talk over, just talk over, just yes. talk over. Yes. And now that our president was going to be on zoom where they could mute his mic. <laughs> yeah. Right. And that it was going to be people, citizens asking questions, right? Not just a regular moderator that he can be rude to. Oh no, I'm not going to do it on zoom. And so now he bows out because he's, he is such a wimp. Yeah. He is such a wimp. Well, God, and I also to, he he'll, he'll never put himself in a position where someone could tell him he's a piece of shit. Like that's not going to happen. And what he's going to yell at a citizen. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. Well, I wouldn't put it past him, but yes. Ugh. All right. Well, are you ready to share? I'm ready. Okay. I can't wait. It's you. Oh, shoot. Okay. Yeah. Let me get it. Okay. So here's the thing. So we're, we're recording two episodes today. So yes. this one I've been wanting to do for a while. <clears throat> it kind of touches on 
a story I've done before. So I thought, this is great. Like, I'm going to bring him, bring that story back in. But there's not a lot of background on this guy. I mean, there is background, but he's got so much muck, Tina. Ooh. He's such a fucking like asshole 24 seven that I don't really have to get into too much of no, it. Like, let's good. just get right into the get, shit. Let's get into the so shit. So I'm yeah. going to talk about former Washington state house representative, Matt Shea. Oh, do you know him? I feel like I've heard this name. Okay. So I can't, so I can't wait. I love sitting back and listening. <laughs> so Matt Shea grew up in East Washington state and graduated from Gazanga university in 1996 with a bachelor's degree uh, with a bachelor's degree and a Juris Doctor degree from Gazanga. Am I saying Gazanga. that right? Gazanga. Gazanga? Gazanga? Gazanga. I don't even know Gazang- what this is. I it's love Gazanga. it, They're a huge football. I mean, not football. Excuse me. Basketball team. No, I don't know Gazanga. nothing about Gazanga. Gazanga. I feel like P.S. I fucking don't know. No one hate me, but let's get, let's get athletics out of education. <laughs> all right. These schools that get all this money because they have a good sports team. Let's just keep it academic. Go, go have a different, you know, let's do like Europe. Why are we throwing our our academics into schools? Why is mm. that why they get a bunch of money and somehow can become better? Give me a break. Well, all right, sorry. That's a whole thing I could talk about right now, I but know. I don't want to get into it with this my current Florida house rep, that motherfucking uh. piece of shit. Okay, so uh, he was in the Army ROTC program at Gonzaga Gonzaga University. <laughs> in 1996, he entered the U.S. Army as a second lieutenant. He was deployed to Bosnia. Iraq and Kuwait and left oh. the Washington Army National Guard in 2006 with the rank of captain. He was first elected to the Washington House of Representatives in 2008, representing the 4th Legislative di- District, which is part of Spokane County. He was, by the way, uh, my kids watch this show on Disney Plus that I don't think really is out anymore. It's called Gravity Falls, and it's all in like the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. I would love to go to the Pacific Northwest. It is gorgeous. Yeah, plus serial killers. Like they have yes. all those great serial killer I mean, stories. I, sp- I went to California for a bit in my younger days. Yeah. But was it, it Southern California? It was more, yeah, it was more like San Bernardino mm-hmm. kind of area. I still loved being on yeah. the West Coast. Yeah. It was nice. Um, okay. So he was reelected four times in 2012, 2014, 16, and 18. He hosted a, a show called Patriot Radio, a twice weekly oh, show we broadcast go. on the American Christian Network. You know these guys. It's not enough that they're elected and they can spout off anyone, anyone anytime they want. They need a they need an audience. Yes. Twenty, you know, twice a week he's got to spout off his his lunatic bullshit, right? But so people are listening. Oh, of course. You know that's the thing. No, there's if no audience. one was listening. There, yeah. there wouldn't be a show. <laughs> he's not alone. P.S. Out there, why don't you share the muck? Share the muck. <laughs> <laughs> Promote us, my yes. god. Okay. okay. So he was a co the co-founder and director of the Washington Family Foundation, a socially conservative oh, no. adv- advocacy group. He was also a board member of the anti-same-sex marriage group Protect Marriage Washington and during his first term in office introduced legislation seeking to block the recognition of same-sex marriage in Washington. There we go. Why do they get to co-op family? Yeah, that's a good question. You know? Yeah. Uh, Okay, go ahead. Um, Shea is a founding member and current chairman of the Coalition of Western States. So you know what that is, right? We're going to... We're yeah. going to secede from America and yeah. create our own nation, right? Bye. Bye. Yeah, get the fuck out. So yeah. in an interview, Shay stated that COWS, which is their acronym. Oh, God. Well, because <laughs> well, they're putting all that gas out into the air, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's what they're doing. Yes. God. The goals of the group are to facilitate the transfer of public lands back to the state level and to have the states and counties manage the land. 
Sounds familiar, right? Yes. Because oh during, God, we're going back yeah. to your people. <laughs> yeah, during the 2016. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> That's right. During the 2016 occupation of the Mahler National Wildlife Refuge, Shay and other cows members traveled to Burns, Oregon, allegedly attempting to negotiate on behalf of the militants occupying oh, the reserve. God. In 2015, Shay supported Idaho Re- Representative Heather Scott and a fellow cows member in a protest near the home of John Arnold. John Ar- Arnold had received a letter from the Department of Veterans Affairs stating the VA had found him mentally incompetent and protesters worried that his right to own firearms may have been impacted by the VA's findings. Now, listen, this is what bothers me. Like, we're always asking veterans to go to the VA right. to get help because they're mentally, you know, wrecked from right. being serving in war. Right. And a lot of them commit suicide. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think it's like every nine hours or something, a veteran kills themselves. My like, God. it's really, it's a terrible, terribly high yes. number. And because... The idea of getting actually help for mental illness or mental, you know, mentally being whatever is so stigmatized. And here's this guy who goes into the VA. They're like, okay, listen, this guy clearly needs help. And they only want him to just keep having his guns. Like there's no, you know, this group has no, the the VAs are, they're the professionals. Yeah. They're trying to prevent this guy from dying. Like God forbid something could happen or he takes out an entire family or something. Yes, yes, They're trying to prevent, and these fucking guys, these people are like, They have to get involved. They have to get involved like and they don't see the context they don't understand no i you know you keep saying cows and i just imagine like cow tipping like can we just go there yes and, like knock them all over go to yes. cow tipping and go take this yes <laughs> this let's do it let's do it so he also organized the spokane chapter of act with an exclamation point for america an anti-muslim organization oh, designated on. designated as a hate group by southern poverty law center you know, this is this is an elected official. I, I don't understand why people can't make distinctions between like, you know, faith and extremists. Like mm. every group, like look at our country. Like yeah. they're, they're these a lot of these like right wing folks yeah. are Christian. Right. But, you know, imagine if there were anti Christian groups popping up because mm. they've lumped every Christian together with the radical white terrorists that yeah. we have. Yeah. You know? Well, they'll it, never put like, those two things together. You know, it's, 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 it, it makes no sense. It's right. so narrow minded and awful. Mm. God. All right. I'm sorry. No, you're so right. It's, you're so right. And the, the scary thing is why can't they see those things? They that can't see all the parallels. This, yeah, they, they can't, can't see it. that It's just an extremist in any form is bad. Yes. And they're, that's what they are. And there's so much privilege in it too. That whole, there's all steeped in that, especially white yeah. privilege, you know? Okay, so as a state legislator, legislator uh, Shea introduced House memorials in 2015 and 2017 to create a new state of liberty from eastern Washington. Oh, God. So I looked up House memorials. House memorials are, so each memorial purports to be an application of the legislature of a state calling for a convention for proposing amendments to the Constitution of the United States pursuant to Article V of the Constitution. So basically wanting to change the Constitution, you put this thing up. So this is, he did this right. twice <laughs> while he was in office to, to create a new state called Liberty. Are you serious? Yeah. We're going to call it Liberty. That's what he wants to call it. Um, in 2011, as, <laughs> 2011, as part of the process to replace Washington State Senator Bob McClasson, McCaslin, background information about Shea included allegations of angry outbursts at Shea's legislative office and that he was disarmed by a commander while he served in Iraq due to anger management issues. Like, that's how I feel yeah. about this guy. He's very, 
very angry. He has tons of like YouTube videos and like videos on his Facebook page. Girl, scare. I'm scared of it. Like this oh. is like just angry. So he's like short fuse yes. and ready. He's ready yes. at any moment and he, he could go. And he just thinks he's so right. And it's like, ugh. oh my God. Yeah. So let's see. Differences in views between Matt Shea and Spokane County Sheriff Ozzie Kanovich, also a Republican, resulted in Shea contending that the Southern Poverty, quote, the Southern Poverty Law Center and the sheriff that backs them is the most dangerous organization in the, in the oh, country. Oh, okay. The organization that wants to stop hate yeah. crimes. Okay. Shea oft, has often clashed with journalists referring to reporters as, quote, dirty, godless, hateful people. Oh, at an August 2018 gun rights rally, he refers to local newspapers as the Socialist Review, which is the Spokesman Review, and the uh, Island, the Islander, which is the Island or the Inlander, something Inslander. Oh, Inslander. That's oh. what he was saying. <laughs> but it was the Inlander is the newspaper. Okay. <sighs> oh my. I'm God. sorry. I, I got to work out his jokes for him right. on, the, on the air. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So here's the big thing: just these attacks on the press and yeah. And everyone wants to go after, you know, and we've talked about this before. Everyone wants to, you know, go after the Second Amendment, mm-hmm. the First Amendment, freedom of assembly, freedom of the press. Like that is so, it's all about keeping our elected officials in check. Like yes. that's, it's well, they so don't want important. That. And they don't want that. And the constant attack on that is frightening. I know. Well, it's frightening. And throwing people out of the White House press briefing. Oh, my God. And, and not, to, not to mention that, like, journalists aren't rolling in the dough. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And, like, and I just imagine, you know, are people going to want to continue to even study in this field or approach this field mm-hmm. with the constant barrage that, you know, I'm just thinking about young people, like, going right. into college. Like, you know, how is that going to impact five years from now? Right. Um, the who's going to keep doing the work? Who's going to do the work? Mm. Okay, so here's the big thing. In late October 2018, Shea acknowledged that he had distributed a document described as a, quote, four-page manifesto, end quote, titled Biblical Basis for War that listed strategies that a, quote, holy army could employ. Okay. So the document consisting of 14 sections divided into bullet points had a section on, quote, rules of war that stated, quote, make an offer of peace before declaring war, end quote, which within stated that the enemy must, quote, surrender on terms of no abortions, no same-sex marriage, no communism, and, quote, must obey biblical law. Uh, then continued, quote, if they do not yield, kill all males, end quote. Oh, kill all the males? What, yeah. like the women can't fight back? Please. Yes, that's right. The that's women right. The women are stronger. <laughs> Shea acknowledged the document and claimed that it was a summary of, quote, Bible sermons on war. Oh, now he's downplaying it, right? Yeah. The spokesman, that backpedal. <laughs> yeah. The spokesman review quote reported, quote, after the document was leaked online Tuesday, October 23rd, 2018, the spokesman, I'm sorry, 19, the spokesman, Spokane Valley Republican insisted he was not promoting violence and that the message had been taken out of context. He said, quote, first of all, it was a summary of a series of sermons on biblical war in the Old Testament as part of a larger discussion on the history of warfare. End quote. Wait, so this is coming from the Old Testament, but um, were there conversations of same-sex marriage, abortion, <laughs> and all of that, and communism happening? Yeah, in the Bible. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm just wondering what's happening. Yeah, no, come on. He's interpret. It's his interpretation, which is always my favorite. Oh yeah, they use that Bible. They love using that Bible to twist shit around, girl. Yeah. Well, uh, we got to find somewhere in the Bible where it talks about this. I mean, <laughs> we got to find versions? where it talks about how great Trump is right. in the Bible. Yeah, but there's so many versions of the Bible. 
who wrote down the, you know, like there's so many things you have to think about and they never seem to turn to, you know, the parables that are stories of turning the other cheek or helping, you know, the poor, or, mm. you know, blessed are the meek. Yeah. Like, where's all that? Please, you know, please. The, I feel like he thinks he's so great that he's the gift, yeah. right? Like he's bringing you all of this wisdom. He's yeah. the gift that you're getting. He's the vessel that God is speaking through. Yeah. Okay. So Max It's Shea, like Handmaid's Tale, like what, what that sounded like to me. Mm-hmm. Like no, that yes. we're going to kill people. We're going to, yes. you know, you have to surrender. It also reminds me of like what, when you see these uh, polygamist like families, right? the Mormons, and they throw out, when the younger guys get to an age where they could be married or whatever, they, they banish all these sons, you know, from well, in the, the, in the more orthodox. Yes, uh, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. They ban them from the, from the, their, their the community, the community yeah. because they're going to be competition for the old men. Ugh. I know it's disgusting. Did you ever um, watch Big Love? Yes. Oh, I love that oh, show. It's so good. It's so good. So Shay said in a Facebook live video on um, Wednesday, October 24th, this document in and of itself was not a secret. I've actually talked about portions of this document publicly. Sheriff Konozovich alerted the FBI to the manifesto Good. and said that the statements made in the manifesto are consistent with a racist, anti-Semitic, and white supremacist ideology known as Christian identity, which seeks to establish a white homeland in the U.S. Northwest. Ooh. So don't fuck with this guy. <laughs> don't fuck with him. An investigation commissioned by Washington, Washington House of Representatives reported on December 1st, 2019, that Shea had planned and participated in domestic terrorism on at least three occasions. My God. This included his participation, organizing, planning, and promotion of the 2014 Bundy standoff in Nevada. Remember the yes. and Bundy's dad? In the, yes. Okay. The 2015 armed conflict in, in Priest River in Idaho. I'm not sure really what that is. Uh, I didn't look it up. Sorry. And the 2016 armed seizure seizure of the Mahler National Wildlife right. Refuge in, in Harney County, Oregon. Shea led a delegation of right-wing legislators from Oregon, Washington, and Idaho that met with law enforcement on January 9th, 2016 in Burns, Oregon, about that Mahler National Wildlife, and were apprised of confidential intended law enforcement strategies for dealing with the refuge occupiers. Shea then disclosed those details to Bundy, according to the report. So he went there and then told that guy, Amy Bundy, everything he learned from the Isn't that illegal? Or is it just, I mean, I mean that's a, who's, who's pick a side motherfucker. Yeah. And it's not obviously law enforcement. Wow. That's why the sheriff doesn't like him, you know? Come on. Yeah. But I mean, th- this guy is, is dangerous. Is he still, oh God, please <sighs> tell me he's so, not still in office. <laughs> on December 19th, 19th, 2019, uh, Shay was accused of domestic terrorism in a report. So they did this investigation in the house and then they said, yes, he, you know, this is something he did. Um, and the House leadership forwarded the report to the United States Attorney for the Eastern District of Washington and the FBI. Sheriff, Kon- Sheriff Konozovich stated that he believed there was enough evidence to, quote, charge Shea with domestic terrorism, if not treason. Good. Unquote. The treason part. Definitely. Yes, let's do it. Oh, yeah. The sheriff also stated that he was worried that arresting Shea would lead to an armed standoff and that he had contacted the FBI regarding this concern. Shea issued a statement to local news station KREM saying that, he had been denied any opportunity to review and respond to its results, which are now still unknown to me. He's pretending like it didn't happen almost. That day he wrote in a Facebook post, quote, like we are seeing with our president, this is a sham investigation meant to silence those of us who stand oh, up against God. attempts to disarm and destroy our great country. I will not back, da- back down. I will not give in. I will not resign, end quote. 
Shea was stripped of committees and suspended from having any role in the House Republican Good. caucus in Washington. They had to ha- throw him out. Yeah, House Republican leader J.T. Wilcox called on him to resign. On January 9th, 2020, Washington Governor Jay Inslee called on Shea to resign. He said, quote, the people of Spokane deserve better. After the legislative session ended in March 2020, he resumed raising money for re-election. Oh, God. And he even appeared in Olympia last Saturday, uh, I'm sorry, in the, in the Saturday to speak at a protest against Governor Jay Inslee's coronavirus stay-at-home order. There he led the crowd in a chant of, quote, Freedom is the cure. Oh, please tell me. That is the greatest line I've ever fucking heard. Freedom is the cure. (laughs) I don't even know what to say. Yeah, Yeah, that's what he thinks. Yeah, uh, ideas don't cure disease. Yeah. They don't. I, you know, I I wish they did, but they don't. Mm. In May 2020, Matt Shea did not seek re-election. So he is not going to run for office again. Because oh, he knows he's going to lose. Yeah. This is the thing. I'm, I feel like a, our, our president is the same way. Like, is mm. he going to bow out at the last minute? Is he... I don't think he wants to win. I Honestly, I know he's acting like he does, and that's like a big thing for him. But he had such a good life before this. Like, he yeah. was scamming people out of millions of dollars. He's Well, but he's got to keep the presidency now because uh, once he loses that seat, New York's going to sue him. Yeah, but I so, mean, still, it's coming sooner or later. Well, I guess he could just leave and go live in Russia for a while. Look, I really don't think he likes the job. I don't think this is for mm, him. It's not for him, but he's an egomaniac. So That's true. Oh, my God. Okay, hold on. Because there's a couple other things here. Yes. So I'm going to go back a little bit because there's other things that were leading up to this. Um, the what's it called? The the biblical, you know, the right. terrorism thing. So in April 2019, before this December 2019 thing blew up, the Guardian, the newspaper, published records from a right wing chat group of four people that Shay participated in, where Shay Shay used an alias of true warrior in latin oh that was his name come on <laughs> this guy it's like what's his what someone was didn't love this guy enough what was wiener's name oh carlos oh, danger carlos danger <laughs> this is the other side of that like yes. this is the, this guy's he's getting true, off participating at right wing <laughs> right wing chats gets him off oh my god so other members in the chat group discuss carrying out surveillance intimidation and violent attacks on political enemies including anti antifa antifa um activists and quote, communist. Shea himself volunteered to con- con- conduct, um, or sorry, conduct background checks on residents of Spokane, resulting in Shea naming three people he was going to run background checks on. Like, who? <laughs> he's a fucking elected official the whole time. He's sitting in office, Tina. Yeah. And he's doing this. this. This is, it's wild. Um, one of the chat group's members forwarded the information to the Guardian, like selling him out, right? While another confirmed the existence of the chats and acknowledged the discussion on conducting surveillance on Antifa, Antifa people. The Guardian published a second set of emails in August that tied Shea to an organization called Team Rugged, which aimed to train young men for a biblical warfare. Oh my God. Team Rugged. (laughs) It sounds like, like a, I don't know, like it would be like a magazine. Yeah. You know, Team Rugged and like all these, you know, outdoorsy guys. Yeah. Rubbing oil on each other. (laughs) Um, okay, listen to this. In May 2020, Shay was fined $4,761.34 for damaging historic masonry by intentionally leaving a trail of slick olive oil on the steps of the Capitol. What? According to a Department of Enterprise Services report, the oil stain was about 100 feet 
long. Come on. The incident occurred on March 6, 2020. My birthday. My birthday. We were at Podfest. Remember Podfest? It was the last weekend before the shit hit the fan. I know. We were so lucky. It was so awesome. So, but on that day, he was on uh, the same day as it was this. He did this the same day as a demonstration. By the Satanic Temple of Washington. Oh. And Shay stated he needed to clean the ground after the Satanic oh. ritual. According to the leader clean of the... Clean the ground. Bring some sage. <laughs> Bring the crystals. There was some salt water. What are you doing? Could you imagine him doing this, like holding this <laughs> sage with the smoke coming out? Like, oh, he's so cool. He's so cool. Oh but that's, not, that would, that's too indigenous for him, right? Like yeah. he uses the oil. He's an old Christian boy. He's got to use that oil. He's like, oil, what about holy water? <laughs> what oil? Like, olive oil? But How the steps, could you imagine it? you've got to clean the, the ritual on the steps? Are people falling down the steps? I don't it's know. Like, like, slick what? with olive oil? I, I, it's like, <laughs> no, but they had to clean it. It took yeah. it ruined the steps. Yeah, this is... Ugh. But what it's, the fuck does the step have to do with any, anything? Yeah, well, because they walked on it. Oh, my God. So according to the leader of the Satanic Temple, Lucian Greaves, if he said, quote, if Mr. Shea is so offended by our First Amendment guarantees that he finds it impossible to accept public religious expression that does not align with his own, then I hope the people of Washington will, Washington will demand his re- immediate resignation. Yeah, come on. Yeah. So a little bit about his marriages. Okay, oh, so he marriages, was, plural? Wait, I thought he was this oh, good honey. Christian family man. <laughs> honey. He married Lisa Jen in 2002, and they were divorced in, 2000, in January 2008. She was granted a protective order by a court oh, after filing court documents complaining that her husband treated her, quote, as a possession oh. and was physically and emotionally abusive. His brother-in-law testified in court documents that he saw Matt Shea grabbing her very hard and violently and pushing her into a vehicle. My God. Lisa Shea um, attested that Matt, quote, insisted she walk on his left side because his sword, if he had one, would be on his right side. Oh, his imaginary sword. Yeah. That's because his real sword ain't, you know. Yeah. Ain't much to look tiny. at. Yeah, tiny. Switchblade. So um, <laughs> she also complained that he had expected her to support him financially during and after his time in law school, but that he would not seek a profitable employment even after graduating from law school. So he was planning oh. on just like going to law school, going to the army, yeah. running for office. And she's going to do everything else. Yeah, because he's a man. Yeah. You know, that's how men, they got to take care of things. Yeah. So <laughs> Shay denied any physical abuse. Uh, Matt Shea, calling his ex-wife, quote, a product of the foster care system. And, oh, quote, my God. And said that it was her third divorce. This is her third divorce. <laughs> he married his second wife, the Ukrainian-born Victoria Vinokova, shortly after the divorce. Oh, wait. This but I a, thought he was, you know, all about America. I don't know. But what, this is a very Trump thing. So when you go to his, like, website and stuff, he talks about... You know, his wife's struggle, how hard his, her family was, how bad they were treated in another country and how terrible her childhood is and how wonderful it is that she's now in America. It's like her story is now his prop, like this ding dong in the White yeah. House. They And again, I wonder, you know, you're marrying somebody. I'm not saying Ukrainian women are not strong no. or but well, strong, but, but strong-willed American but women. But didn't they get here through chain migration? Probably. That's how I thought oh, his, her, First yeah. Lady did. Yeah, her parents then he are here to, because yeah, of that. And then he wants to get rid of chain migration, so it doesn't make any sense. Okay. And American women would not put up with this motherfucker. So, of course, they marry women who are going to be like, oh, you know. Right. About my husband, or, or just want to get out of their situation yes, and come. Will be desperate to the enough to marry a fucking psychopath. Finally, on June twentieth, 
or sorry, June 2020, Matt Shea announced, was announced as the next pastor of Covenant Christian Church in Spokane, replacing current pastor Ken Peters. Peters, who will be relocating to Knoxville, Tennessee, to start a new church, described the changes as, quote, God moving generals around. Oh, come on. That's the end of my story. I love <laughs> these people that somehow feel like they know God's intention. Yeah. Uh, that they have this ego. It's everything that, you know, some of those biblical stories warn about. Right. And they don't see it. They, they don't see the hypocrisy, but there's, the irony. The, that statement isn't them. any different than like David Koresh oh, God. saying the yeah. same kind of thing or that, that Jones, whatever's Jim Jones. Jim Jones. Just yeah. because he's, say, he's, they're saying the same things. Yeah. Why is that on any different level? Because he lives in a trailer instead of a, has, has, doesn't have a multi-million dollar church? Right. I mean, give me a break. Please. He's making money off of these people. Yes, of course. He doesn't believe any of it. No. Well, you're going to love my guy today. Oh, let's do it. Today, I'm going to tell you the story of Bull Connor of Birmingham, Alabama. Mm. So Bull Connor served as a member of the Alabama House of Representatives uh, the Birmingham Commissioner of Public Safety. He was like the police, head of police, um, the police commissioner, and the president of the Alabama Public Service Commission. But when he continually denied rights to blacks, worked to further disenfranchise minority communities, and encourage police brutality, he proved himself to be the embodiment of racism. Like he was the guy, like when you think of Birmingham, um, when when Dr. King was writing right. a letter from a Birmingham jail, like he was the guy like at the center of all that. He's like mentioned in that letter. Oh, my God. He's like a horrible human being. So our story takes place in Birmingham, Alabama in the 60s. So rife with racism at the time. And throughout the early 60s, the fight for civil rights, um, a lot of it occurred in that area of the South. And again, um, uh, Martin Luther King was arrested and wrote his letter from Birmingham jail. The Freedom Riders rode through Alabama, and the Montgomery marches occurred as well. And according to a biography on Connor by Stanford, Dr. King referred to Birmingham as, quote, the most segregated city in America. Mm. Um, so I want to give you a little bit of background on this guy. So Bull Connor was another one of those Southern Democrats <laughs> of the early uh, to mid 20th century. And beginning with his first political stint as a House rep from 1935 to 1937, Connor reared his racist head. Mm. On the one hand, he supported unions, but that really only extended to whites who were part of the union. And he also voted to extend a poll tax, which we know disenfranchises minority voters. Right. So most people know what a, a poll tax is, but just in case there's some listeners out there, it just fees are instituted in order to vote. And this occurred mostly in Southern states as a way to prevent poor folks from voting, both blacks and whites. However, um, some poor whites were exempt from a poll tax if their ancestor voted prior to the Civil War. So they were sort of like grandfathered oh in. My God. So like that's how they were able to do some of that distinguishing as far as that's race. Nice. Yeah. But basically it was established during Jim Crow with the clear intent of preventing people from voting. So then he becomes the Birmingham Commissioner of Public Safety, which is basically the police commissioner. And he served from 1936 to 1954. And then he served from 1957 to 1963. Jeez, these are long so stretches. long time. 
So as commissioner, he continually promoted segregation practices and fought against civil rights and racial justice. He built a close relationship to the KKK. And according to the American experience, when the Freedom Riders came to Birmingham in 1961, so the Freedom Riders were, um, they were a group of civil rights activists, and it was originally made up, I believe, like it was seven, um, I think it was seven black folks and six white, Mm -hmm. and they rode buses into cities in the South to challenge the states not upholding Supreme Court rulings that said segregated buses were unconstitutional, and so they faced like these different challenges um, along the way, and it drew attention to the civil rights movement. Mm -hmm. So- when they came to Birmingham in 1961, he knew that there was going to be the potential for violence. So he promised like members of like the KKK and other people that the cops would arrive 15 to 20 minutes after oh the my freedom, God. right after the freedom riders rode in to allow to for the- an interrupted attack. Oh, Can you Jesus imagine? He's the, he's the police commissioner. Oh, it's so fucked. And he's making these deals to oh. make sure people can be harmed Tina, before Jesus. the police roll in. This motherfucker. He's disgusting. So, And people were like beaten nearly to death. Yes! <laughs> yes! So, and if that's not enough... 15 minutes is a long it's time. It's a long time. That, the, the shooting in Marjorie Stoneman Douglas was six minutes. Yeah. 15 minutes of violence is a very, 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 very long time. time. So if that's not enough, he was even suspected of planning the attempted murder of uh, civil rights leader Fred Shuttlesworth. And Fred Shuttlesworth is an incredible activist. Um, uh, Some attempts. uh, So he was attacked several times, and I don't know which attempt Connor was associated with, but uh, Shuttlesworth was... First attacked, he and his wife tried to enroll their kids into a public school in 1957, and he was beat with chains, and his wife was stabbed. Jesus. Yeah. Um, and he, like, got her to the hospital, and um, just because he, like, he wants his kids to go to school. Oh, well, You know? I, what's any different than, I mean, they're not beaten with chains and stabbed, but what's any different than, like, when a woman of color wants to put her kid in a better school and lies about her address and then gets arrested right. and, and gets arrested with it. Yeah, give me a break. Fucking when when there's like a ton of white people that do the same yes. damn thing. Yes, and nobody's questioning it. No anything. one questions it. Uh, he was um, almost killed by a bombing attempt, um, among others. So I don't know which one Connor was involved with, but they do say that he may have had something to do with that. Mm. So one of the big incidents that he is associated with is in 1963 there was a lot of unrest happening and specifically in Birmingham so one of the things he's really really known for occurs in the spring of 1963 so according to Alabama moments in American history Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and Fred Shuttlesworth that activist they organize a peaceful demonstration after the black community of Birmingham spent a month protesting against the city's segregation laws they also put together the Children's Crusade, which um, to participate in the march and sit in, and that occurred in May, and rightfully so, right? Like the youth, they need to show up and fight, like it's right. their future. Right. Um, but many folks get arrested during this time, including Dr. King, and this is where he writes that famous letter from Birmingham Jail. Mm, my God, that letter. Um, which Jesus. everyone should read. And Ugh. so there's so much wisdom in there, and I'm going to read an excerpt. I know I always like read quotes, no, but... Tina, I love this it's letter. It's so... Um, incredible. So he writes, first, I must confess that over the past few years, I've been gravely disappointed with the white moderate. Mm. 
I have almost reached the regrettable conclusion that the Negro's great stumbling block in his stride toward freedom is not the white citizen's counselor or the Ku Klux Klanner, but the white moderate, mm. who is more devoted to order than to justice, who prefers a negative peach, which is the absence of tension, to a positive peach, peace, which is the presence of justice, who constantly says, quote, I agree with you in the goal you seek, but I cannot agree with your methods of direct action, mm. who paternalistically believes he can set the timetable for another man's freedom, who lives by a mythical concept of time and who constantly advises the Negro to wait for a, quote, more convenient season. Shallow understanding from people of goodwill is more frustrating than absolute misunderstanding from people of ill will. Lukewarm acceptance is much more bewildering, 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 sorry, than outright rejection. So how right, like, mm. I feel like this is today, right? Yes, it I doesn't mean, change. It's nothing we have, changed. We have the Proud Boys, right, that have been bolstered up now by our president. We have the same KKK as before. But the people who aren't affected, the people who sit by and they like, tisk tisk, God, yeah, that's really bad. Or, mm, look at how horrible it I is. I believe in what they're doing, but right? I really hate looting. They're at fault. Yeah. They're at fault. Yes. Yes. More than anything else, because yes. they're the ones whose voices would be listened to. Yeah. Everyone knows the KKK and the Proud Boys. Oh, they're radical. Oh, they're this. But everyone else sitting by, they're worse. And I, I you know, I was reading through because I read, I've read this letter uh, several times in the past. And I, that part just so stood out to me. And I'm like, this is bullshit. It's right. bullshit. And it's also, it's again, it's saying. It's the direct I've, action. We need to participate yes. in the direct action that he's yes. talking about in this but letter. It, because it was never good enough. He was peacefully protesting. He was walking. They were marching. They right, were, but he does you know, talk about direct action. Like action needs to be taken. And it doesn't, but the part, right. the thing that, that what, what he's really, what he's saying too is that, that I've done, I've marched peacefully. Right. And you beat me. I, I, we rode a bus and you pulled us off and beat us. Then we, that, that, that wasn't, that was not peaceful enough. Basically right. the direct action is, is you're saying is too far. The peaceful is too far. Like right. there's no, there's nothing you're allowing me yeah. to do. So you've left you me You got to do something. Yes. You got to do something. But and it's, so it's like today when people go, oh, well, I really support Black Lives Matter, but I don't like looting. It's like these two things are not the give same. Black Lives Matter people is, are is, not looting buildings. That this is an outrageous thing to say. Like you support the yeah, and start talking and and, and you more, need to talk to your families. You yes. have to have the terrible conversations. You have to be engaged. Like you 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 do. Yeah. Right. So mm. Dr. King, of course, wanted to highlight the level of police brutality, and unfortunately, they did not disappoint mm. in Birmingham. So when the protests occur, there were about three thousand folks and kids who get arrested. In fact, a thousand. 000- 000? A thousand of those arrests were kids aged 16 to 18. And to top that off, the way Connor deals with the crowd is, you know, um, you know, he's known for using fire hoses, clubs, and dogs on protesters. And he allegedly once said, quote, all you got to do is tell them you're going to bring the dogs. Look at them run. I want to see the dogs work. I mean, he's a disgusting human being. So the Mm. footage of the event, people get outraged, right? And without footage, without documented evidence, and like today, right, without people standing there with their cell phones, yeah. you know, that's what's pushing, you know, get it, that's what's getting people outraged. That's yeah. what, you know, like that's why we have to hold people accountable. And it's this documented evidence of white violence, mm. right? Uh, people wouldn't know the severity 
and the level of racism in Birmingham if, if, if it wasn't documented. And yeah, again, George Floyd would just be another story, news story of a black man dying by the killed by the police. Right. And we wouldn't except, have the footage. That's right. And it's white violence. That, like we yeah. have to start calling it white violence. And if you hadn't seen that footage, it would not have made an impact. Like everybody who saw that video, it's a lot, it's a lot different than just a, a random news story. Right. Or a blurb or would it have even made the news? Right. Right. You know? So uh, in September of that same year, the Birmingham church was bombed and the church was predominantly black and four young girls were killed and many others were injured. And the New York Times reported in 1983, this is like, you know, 20 years after, that the bombing, uh, quote, the bombing was the most terrible incident of racial violence during the peak years of the Southern Civil Rights Movement. Mm. I mean, that, that, you know, people are going to their place of worship and getting bombed and these four kids and they were, they were like, happened to be in the basement. I think they were changing clothes or I don't know what was happening, but they were in you know, close to where it was detonated and lost their lives. And they were murdered, mm. really. So police and protesters clashed again. And again, this incident drew attention to the state. So the thing is, like, he, they're, they're, the footage of, of the earlier protests, like, if they're using fire hoses spraying people's bodies. Yeah. And I have a, an image of that. And um, it, it's terrible. It's terrible. Like, this is what you're doing to human beings? Like, thousands of pounds of pressure. Oh, my God. Against your skin. Uh, yeah. It's it's enough to move and then them off, gonna, knock people off their feet. Yes. And then you're going to, like, have attack dogs? It is, it's horrific. Tina, so, believe me when I tell you that if they could do all of this again, they would keep oh, doing it. They would still be doing this today. Oh, uh, if they had 100%. Their way. Yeah. So. But now they have tanks. Right. So why do they need a dog? I know. But we have to keep speaking about this. We have to keep looking at those incidents, looking at what's happening today. And we need to just call it white terrorism. Mm -hmm. Like, that's it. It's white violence. It's white yes. terrorism. It's white violence. It's white terrorism. And that needs to be the language. Yeah. And if we don't use that language, you know, they want to talk about, you know, um, during 9-11, right, terror, the war on terror and terrorists. And they, they, you know, malign an entire group of people who have a particular faith. We need to do the same thing. Yeah. Well, that's what it's, happened with these. This these, is white terrorists. These white terrorists that try to kidnap the fucking oh governor my of Michigan. God. It's the same fucking thing. It's the same thing. What did they call them? They were calling them something else. It's like eight people and they're all these fucking No, no. White they're men. white terrorists. Yes. Domestic terrorists. Like yes. they need to use the language and yes. that's it. Yes. The journalists in the media need to use the language. Yes. And end of story. Full stop. Period. So the charges. There were no charges, oh, nothing happened, but the aftermath. So Connor continually won election for his position as police commissioner and, and they call uh. commissioner of public safety, but the city still attempted though to oust him from power. So according to the King Institute, the Alabama Supreme court actually changed the way the city functioned to get him and others out of office. Oh. And his commissioner of public safety position was abolished. That's how they did it. We're oh. like, we're going to abolish this position nice. yes. in 1963. So he's out. But he wins house. election mm -hmm. and serves as president of the Alabama service position for two terms until he's defeated in 1972. So he's still, they still elect him to an office. Well, that's what happens that when office, people of color aren't voting. And that office was about regulating like utility company rates. Like it wasn't like an office that he could exert real power in but still he still held 
an elected position well, until his death. Because they suppress the vote and they don't allow it's people so, to vote. He didn't deserve to hold any office and he should have been, it shouldn't have been like you're ousted, this is gone. There should have been, you are not permitted to hold any public yeah. office any longer over. Yeah. Over. But no. <sighs> So some points of interest, according to his wiki page, in 1936, he ran and lost a bid for governor of Alabama, where he campaigned on law and order, oh my segregation, God. and states' rights. And on that campaign, he promised things like more police dogs to fight the Freedom Riders. He once had a- But per- it's, 19, it's in the 70s now? No, no, that was in 1936. Oh, that oh, was like oh, an oh, early, okay. yeah. Uh, he once had a progressive U.S. senator out of Idaho, a Glenn Taylor, arrested for violating Jim Crow. Taylor opposed segregation and championed civil rights and stopped in Alabama to speak to the Southern Negro Youth Congress. And he entered through the blacks only door rather than the door assigned to whites. And he ended up being charged with disorderly conduct <gasps> for so, walking through the wrong door. Because, but he, he, he walked through that. Too. Of, course. of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and they, he, arrested they arrested him. Yes. Mm. So he was a really kind of progressive guy. This guy actually um, for the time period, he sued the New York Times for calling him out. And uh, for inciting racial hatred, he ended up losing that lawsuit. Um, Trump's law and order rhetoric have several articles noting parallels to Connor, which is like, I feel like very like obvi. Um, (laughs) Hello. Um, And commenting on the current episodes of continued police violence, Obama stated that O'Connor may be long gone, but police brutality still exists. Mm. So he's still referenced today. And one thing I found... um, I, I might end on that, but so JFK once said uh, a quote about uh, Bull Connor. He said, quote, the civil rights movement should thank God for Bull Connor. He helped it as much as Abraham Lincoln Ooh. because he, you know, was so terrible that it drew so much attention right. and it's what pushed these laws forward. Yeah. And then in my research, I came across a blog. So this guy, <laughs> Kevin McCormick yes. has a blog called Pretty Sweet. And I don't know what the blog is about. All I know is that he has this blog post where he like went to Alabama and he like came across O'Connor's grave and he's like, Hey, I came across this guy's grave. This guy is a racist piece of shit. And it's a picture of him like pissing on the grave. Oh my God. Oh my God. So I thought that was funny. So I was like, I love when people say something like that. I'm going to piss on your grave. Yeah. And he like literally did. So I thought that was really funny. And that's it. That's the story of white supremacist because that's what he was, uh, Bull Connor. You know, I feel so sad for guys like this because, and women who are the same way, there's plenty of women that are like this because they have so much uh, fear. Fear. Hate comes from, the fear comes from hate or, you know, the hate, the hate comes, comes from, the from fear. fear. Yeah. And it's like, they, they fear so much about their existence and that it's so because fragile. Because it's different. Because yeah. it, anything, you know, um, I... I used to watch Yo Gabba Gabba with my children <laughs> yes, and I yeah. loved it because I mean, how about the amazing, the DJ, guy? the, the DJ guy. Cause yeah. he had like the best musical acts on it. Like the roots were on there. Yes. Solange was on there. Yeah. Um, and they had a song once that was, uh, just because it's different doesn't mean it's scary. <laughs> and I used to say that to my children all the time when they were little, um, because, you know, just because something is different doesn't mean it has to be scary. It can be different, new. Let's explore it. Yeah. You know, wow, that's different. Let's check out what what's different about it and and see all the wonderful things. Right. You know that make it different from what we know. Right. Um. And rather than, but yeah, it is fear because people go, oh, I don't understand that. That's not like me. It must be bad. It must. And then they equate fear with evil. Right. 
you know, especially if it is religious differences. Well, and it doesn't, it doesn't hurt to have, um, you know, quote leaders telling you that this is something you should be afraid of. It doesn't, you know, the whole thing with like the war in Iraq, the whole, you know, we're the good guys, they're the bad guys. That 9-11 gave them ample, you know, things. It made the entire country afraid of everything. Yeah. And there was a few people at the beginning were like, we shouldn't be doing this war. But they were the majority of Americans well, were like, they no, incited we're doing fear. it. Yes. Incited. And when you think about it, and 9-11 was a, a horrific tragedy. Yes. But the United States has been very lucky. Mm. We, aside from the Civil War, mm-hmm. we don't have, we don't live in countries where there are bombs dropping and explosions and fight. Like when you think about Europe after World War II, they experienced a much different World War II than we as America did. Right. I mean, there's Pearl Harbor, but. No, they had to rebuild. You know, and yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, like people were running from bombs and like yes. hearing planes fly. We did not have that. Abandoning their homes we, to get out of there because the yes. Nazis Yes. I mean, my family well, in Italy. Yeah. So my, my father's town, they had to leave. My, mm. my mother's town was occupied. My grandmother oh my had uh, German soldiers living in her home. The SS would come by, like pe- they, people would hide in the hills until they were gone. Like it's, it's very, very different. And we as a country have been very spoiled mm-hmm. and we don't understand what war is like, oh. like other countries do. Yeah. And, and there's going to be a reckoning. Well, I, there's going to be you. a reckoning. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I am very afraid about what is going to happen after this election. I either Biden wins, uh, you know, I'm not throwing parades, but Biden wins some, I'm afraid of these white nationalists and all of his, 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 his loyal friends, Trump's friends here. Uh, I'm afraid of like a war here. Or something happening in the streets. Attacking people. Yeah. No, I think, I I think Trump wins. I'm afraid for what will become of this country for the next four years. I don't know if we'll be able to survive it. I don't think we will. We're, we'll be tearing each other apart. So I, I'm a very afraid. I talked to a friend of mine last night and she said that her mom told her, uh, she's a woman of color, and she told me that her mom said that she's not leaving her house for a week after the election. She's yeah. that afraid of what will happen. My husband told me that he was looking online at Bulletproof Fest. Yeah. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he said, I'm afraid. Yeah. He's like, I'm even afraid to go. He's afraid to go vote. Ooh. And I was like, just go early, go early. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't think we have to fear as much here in person voting, but I don't know. Okay. Well, I mean, if we're people of color, yeah. it's, it, it is scarier for, so I understand what yeah. you're saying. Like it's harder if you're like, if you know what I mean? If, if you are afraid to vote or, um, I saw a video, um, well, I didn't see it. Alfredo put it up on TikTok and it was this woman of color. And she was saying that she, you know, that she's seen all these videos of like these, Trump people blocking the entrances of yeah. polls. And I mean, she that's was like, a, isn't that illegal? Yes. Where and she was like, don't, she goes, if you all see this, you fucking walk around them, walk past them, walk through them. I don't give a fuck. She goes, and don't, and try to step up to me and see what the fuck happens. Like, yeah. I, you are not going to stop me from voting, but it's voter intimidation. Uh, it, that should you know? be, I mean, we, we have to figure out how are we protecting people going to the polls? Yeah. They're not. They're trying to protect them from COVID, I feel, but like, I don't think that they're doing anything else. Well, look at what he said in the in the um 
in the in the debate he oh said my God. he goes oh my people are out there the polls they were turned away but you have to this isn't they're not poll watchers like you have to be trained yeah. that was so funny i oh laughed so hard so i was like you yeah. have to be trained to be a poll watcher you can't just everything walk in and be said, like i'm watching no. everything he said was was to gin up fear you know the yeah. ballots are floating in that, the river that I'm was like, the what scariest, are you talking about the end of the debate where he talked about uh voting that was the scariest part to me of, of all yeah because he's not going to transfer power peacefully he has well, said it I, and 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 it's like the and and the thing that people are like oh the ballots social security checks go out every day yeah every month in the u.s mail there's not a problem we submit our irs taxes in the mail right he's voting by fucking he's mail. voting by he's mail. Voting by mail the military has been voting by mail for decades like yeah. so there are plenty of government documents that travel via mail, and there has not been a problem. He did My, this last time. He yeah. said the election was going to be rigged four fucking years of course. ago. But then he gets elected, and you don't hear another fucking thing of course. about it. And that's the funniest thing. So here thing. we are six months before. Yeah. He wants this. He, here we're going to start this bullshit again. But when you talk to the the Trump voter and you say, is the election going to be rigged? If Biden wins, it's rigged. If Trump wins, then it wasn't. It, so it makes so it's either rigged or it's not rigged. Tina, <laughs> they are fucking scared of losing their power they're scared of everything that we can do they know and it's that lindsey graham has been crying on tv Ooh, every he's fucking gonna lose day. he's gonna lose tina i don't know i listen he i'm has not to lose. i'm not gonna say anything i'm knocking Please. on wood because i just i just want to wait to see what happens yeah. for all these races but he's crying about on he's they're raising so much money he's so afraid they're so afraid and it's not because he wants to do good by the people no. he will lose all of his power and yeah. these they're, they're oh please drowning. he'll be lobbying they're, in a, they're like in a, drunk in on power month. they're drunk yeah. on it and they know they know how important and it's minority rule let's face it it's minority rule in this country well like, and, and it's 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 not right no but the, the, they're so they know how powerful the people are they know that we can flip these motherfucking yep. seats if we just come out and vote that's why they want the census. Ugh. That's why they want to suppress everybody and yes. stop you from voting and scare you about voting. But those fucking, let me tell you something. Well, let's Guys, see. What, please this go is, vote. This when is, is coming, this coming out, out October 21st. Oh, please vote. Please vote. vote. And also like vote. the mail-in ballots for Florida and for Broward at least have been flooding in. Listen, so people are I, like voting a record numbers. And I, I hope voted. it's all them. You did? I did. So oh. my ballot came because, um, you know, I have my, my health issue coming up. And a surgery coming up. Um, and I, as soon as I found, like, the first thing I did when I came home uh, with my diagnosis was to go online and order my mail-in ballot. Because oh I was like, I'm not missing this election. So I got the mail-in ballot, filled it out, and I went to the SOE, the box outside, put it in. And it was just, I looked uh, yesterday and it was counted. Nice. So I'm so excited. Yeah. Well, I had to explain to my mother quite a few times that she can bring it to the early no, voting it. place. And because I said, don't worry, when early voting starts, you can bring it down the street. It's so okay, easy. Okay, it's okay. so easy. Then she calls me. I brought it there. It's not. I go, mom, early voting hasn't started yet. Like she, I'm no. like, please. And so she just mailed it. And I said, all right, don't worry. We'll check. We'll make sure. It yeah. Gets there. Like she's so concerned. My, my parents mailed theirs as well. And yeah. I told them, I'm like, you can just, you know, but my mom says, you say, well, I won't know where to go and turn it on. Yeah. So, but she, I mean, as soon as it came in, she's like, okay, tell me yeah. who I should, you know, like, cause she doesn't know like some of the amendments the and judges, so, all that stuff. Yeah. So I just filled mine out. I took a picture of it and I sent it. And that's, I feel like the last, um, our primary two where, you know, you get texts from people like, what do I, and I'm like, yeah. here, just, here's my ballot. You can look at that for reference yeah. if you need help. Yeah. 
So listen, every little bit counts. Yes. Every little, everything. And if you don't know, you can go to, even with amendment stuff, go to nonpartisan sites. You don't have to go to yeah. a Demo Republican site. Go to a non, a Broward yeah. the, or the League of Women Voters. League of Women Voters is they, a very they, good site. They have all kinds of information about the amendments. Mm-hmm. They explain them perfectly. I mean, they really can give you good information. I don't know. I wouldn't say go to like the newspaper for endorsements, but like look at if you're a Dem, go to like Dem clubs or caucuses and look mm-hmm. at who they're endorsing. They do. They vet them. So check it out and see. But you don't have to go in not knowing. And if you yeah. live in Broward, send us a message on our Instagram and we will help you. Yes. With with anything. The amendments, the judges just ask yes. us. We'd be more than happy to, to fucking help, please. Ooh, yes. Oh, All right. Well, that's it. Tina. Another one in the book. Oh, girl. I can't wait for the next episode. You're going to die oh. when I tell you who I'm doing. Oh, my God. I can't wait. <laughs> and now you really only have to wait a few minutes, but everybody else has to wait a week. So. Yes. <laughs> Yay. All right. I will see you next week. Bye. Bye. If you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please follow the episode notes on our website, themuckpodcast.fireside.fm, and be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast. To support The Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support and different goodies for each level, Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do it without you. Music for The Muck Podcast, written and performed by Sean Doherty. Coming up next week on The Muck Podcast. And of course I have to sing, Tennessee, Tennessee, there ain't no place I'd rather be. What? what? Baby, won't you carry me <laughs> back to Tennessee? Grateful Dead people. Oh my God. Barefoot gonna... Lobo, Barefoot Lobo, you know what I'm talking about here. <laughs> They not only is he our number one fan, but he also likes the dead. Let me say something right now. I always forget that you love the Grateful Dead. I don't know why it escapes my memory. Probably because I don't understand this at all. (laughs) During the race, Pence used political donations to pay the mortgage on his house, his personal credit card bill, groceries, golf tournament fees, and car payments for his wife. Golf tournament fees? Mm -hmm. That's campaign fraud.